the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education. We don't need no thoughts control. Welcome to Education Nation, where we tackle the biggest issues in American education. School is now in session. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Well, good evening and thank you for joining us here on Education Nation. I'm your Headmaster and host, Rebecca Hagstrom. And it's a privilege to join you every Saturday evening here on AM 1280, The Patriot. And of course, I'm joined in studio by our wonderful producer and my co-host, Mark Durkin. Nice to see you again, Rebecca. Yes, good to see you as well. Um, We are very excited to be able to have our same guests in this week that we had last week and continue our conversations about the Junior Thesis Project at Liberty Classical Academy in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. And, you know, it's really easy to get intimidated when you consider that the thesis is the culmination of our studies. And in this case, the juniors, um, it's not your culmination just yet, but then you'll be doing it next year as seniors when it really is the culmination of your studies. And a good thesis should reflect tremendous effort, creativity, sound, moral, and logical reasoning. Yes, all the bedrocks of a classical education, for sure. And specifically, the Liberty students' entire school experience should bring forth that fruit over the course of the thesis, including critical thinking, in-depth research skills. We talked about that a little bit last week. Mm -hmm. uh, Persuasive writing and excellent presentation skills. This event is the culmination of an entire K-12 through education at Liberty Classical Academy. It's the event in which strong rhetoric is on display, and both juniors and seniors at Liberty Classical Academy are ready to step out out of the school into uh, whatever college they choose with the tools they need to help make an impact on our culture and to help others distinguish between truth and lies. And we need that today more than ever before. Mm -hmm. Sure do. And joining us in studio tonight once again to help us uh, understand the main tenets of a classical education that prepares students to think well and to think for themselves is LCA teacher John Han. Great to have you here again, John Han. Thanks for having me back. Um, and Mr. Han is our rhetoric and Bible teacher at Liberty, and uh, the junior class, as we talked about, just completed their junior thesis projects. And we have two students once again joining us. They were with us again, or they were with us last week too. And we have Lily and we have Sam, and they talked a little bit about the projects that they did last week. And we're going to continue that conversation with them and Mr. Han this week. So welcome to the show again, Sam and Lily. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, Yeah, it's nice to be back. Yeah, good to have you. Well, explain for our listeners uh, what the day of the junior thesis presentation looks like. Um, What elements does it contain? And then what are the purposes of those elements? Yeah, it's a a high-pressure event, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. Uh, Students, they get up in our library in front of their peers and friends, parents and teachers, and a panel of judges. 
And the students give a seven to nine minute speech based on their thesis paper. And so that's the first real component of the presentation is giving that speech. Once that's done, then they have to face questions, 10 to 12 minutes of questions from this panel of judges. And then at the end, we have a really nice award or reward <laughs> ceremony uh, where they get uh, kind of like a merit badge. It's a, mm -hmm. a lapel pin that they mm -hmm. get awarded. And I, I do want to talk about that a little yes, bit. Yes, please do. Uh, well, for, first, let me let me talk through some of these these bits here. So the the presentation is something that the students practice for. They are asked to have it mostly memorized. They're able to use note card assistance in the junior thesis. In the senior thesis, we ask them to do full memory. Mm -hmm. And so that component, that, that memory and presentation component is super important. Memory is uh, something that we don't cherish as much in our culture, but we really should. Uh, you know, we don't cherish it, cherish it as much because we can so often just pick up our phone and mm -hmm. type something, something in on up. Google, mm -hmm. look something up. But memory, and the students, they, they'll often memorize their speeches, but the, the real deeper component of the canon of rhetoric memory is where you know something and you know it so well that you can just talk about mm -hmm. it. And so that memory component is there not only in the presentation, but it's also in the defense. I mean, in the presentation, yeah, they're memorizing their speeches, but in defense, the defense, <laughs> they're just you're working off own. of their, their memory of what <laughs> they know, what they researched, and because they they're not prepared mm -hmm. beforehand for answering the questions. They, they don't get them beforehand, mm -hmm. so they have to answer them right there on the mm -hmm. spot. So, uh, and then, yes, the defense is a, a really key part of the, the day of the presentation. It's, it's where they get to, again, yeah, put their knowledge and their memory to the test. And so these, these components, the presentation, the defense, it is a test. It's, it's, we want to see if these students can muster the courage to stand and deliver. And not just, just stand and deliver, but with excellence and mm -hmm. poise and clarity. And, and it's passion. also and, and passion. passion. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, going back to if you were here or listening last week, uh, we had talked about uh, the topics and the students. Uh, they we direct them to get passionate or select a topic that they're passionate about for mm -hmm. that very reason. It's really, really hard mm -hmm. to do a project on something that you don't you're not you know, all that into or mm -hmm. you're not that passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that test component of it, but it's also practice. It's also practice. You know, we want citizens in this country who can speak and think with, with clarity and, and be able to talk to normal people about difficult things. And while you know, we don't normally find ourselves in a situation where we're facing a panel of judges and we've got a prepared speech that we've worked through and, and researched, but we do find ourselves and should find ourselves talking about important things. And so... It's practice in the same sense that an athlete, they go into the gym and they lift weights and they do a number of other things to practice. And when they get on the field, you know, they're not lifting weights on the field. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's not – so that practice, it sets up the, their abilities so that later on when, when the, the real game is happening, mm -hmm. they've been able to, to do something really hard and really difficult and, and been able to excel at it. It's a great analogy. Mm -hmm. So – those are the, the purposes of the speech and the defense. And then just as a, an aside, something that we really, we really like, it's a new thing that we've added in the last couple of years, 
giving the students a reward at the end. Yeah. And it, what it is is a lapel pin of an ionic pillar in our school colors. It's designed by our very own art teacher, Mrs. Susan Mackey. And it, we, we chose the ionic pillar for a couple of reasons. One, it has this deep connection to classical Greece and Rome where classical rhetoric was born, really. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, when you, when you read the, the ancient Greek and Roman authors and you see that they're doing the exact same thing that these students get to do mm-hmm. today. And so the pen represents a camaraderie stretching back to those ancient days. Part of that great conversation, really. Exactly, right? mm-hmm. exactly. Entering into part of the Western tradition. Mm-hmm. And it's also a symbol of integrity. These students work so hard on this project. They, right. they try to find the truth. And then they have to get up and take responsibility for what they're saying. Because they're not going to say things perfectly and they're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And they have to take responsibility for that. So it is an exercise in building integrity as well. And so we have that little pinning ceremony at the end that we've really enjoyed. Yeah. And it is so well-deserved. I think about an interview that I just saw with Camilla, um, our now Vice Vice President Kamala Harris. And I think it was before the inauguration um, where the interviewer really just asked questions about like her shoes, the fact yeah. that she wears, um, I don't remember what kind of shoes those are, the, um, but they're tennis shoes. And I guess she loves these tennis shoes. And so she has all different kinds and colors. And I thought, really? You have the, the next vice president of the United States sitting before you and you're going to ask her about her tennis shoes? You two, I don't think, were you ever asked about your tennis shoes by the judges? <laughs> no, not asked about any shoes. No, not any shoes. I don't think you actually had tennis shoes on. You were probably wearing your dress shoes because you had your dress uniform on. But the point I'm making is these are not softball questions that you're being asked. And and that is that is part of the rigor and part of the test, as Mr. Han points out, is can you withstand those those tough questions and know your topic that well. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah, before I turn to the students, just to ask them specifically about some of the challenges they faced in the project, I want to ask Mr. Han, um, you mentioned earlier about um, students maybe taking on a topic that they weren't necessarily passionate about. After the time that was spent, I mean, and I'm talking not just this year, but over the course of overseeing this whole project, have you seen students that maybe embraced a topic that they weren't passionate about, but then after they got through it and they learned from it, maybe that did change their course in terms of what they were passionate about. I, I think that has has I think that's happened before. Sure, you can always tell, though. I mean, it, and that's why we take some really significant time at the beginning, right off the bat, to mm-hmm. really try to examine and think about what topic and what issue do you really want to tackle. And so there have been students who have, they've gone through that process and they've, they've picked a topic that, think, oh, you know, I'm kind of interested in it. But as they get into it, they do discover, wow, there's a lot of depth in this. There's a lot of things that apply to my life. I think, so the student who this year did his topic on Christianity and socialism, mm-hmm. he had a really hard time at the beginning figuring out which topic he wanted to choose. He wasn't really sure. He's kind of interested in it. But by the time he had finished his paper, he had written a really nice paper, and he mm-hmm. had clearly really engaged well with the topic. And and seeing him defend right. his topic in, in front of the judges, it was clear that his level of engagement with the the topic had been raised, and he he learned about it. And he he did get excited about mm-hmm. it sure. in the end. Yeah, and I can vouch for that because I didn't know he had that experience at the beginning, but he he was definitely passionate about his topic. Mm-hmm. 
on the day of the junior thesis. So it was good to see that. And he was, and I thought he defended it well too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Okay. So we'll, we'll start with Lily here. Um, again, just looking at everything that went into the project, obviously there were challenges along the way. Um, what were some of those challenges that you faced as you sought to defend the position that you chose for your thesis? Um, I would say, well, last week Sam talked about determination and discipline. Uh, it was a long course of time we were doing this project, and I definitely worked in class. We had 45 minutes every day to work on this project, and doing it in class, that was easy. But then going home and realizing, you know, we still had to work during that time, um, I actually really love the research phase. I, I love research. Uh, and so that was just really easy for me. But then going into the detailed outline, it's like, oh, my gosh, sorting through all this research. Right. That was definitely mm-hmm. a huge challenge for me uh, because I had so much information and I had <laughs> to cut out a lot of it. And I was, oh, no, I just <laughs> I loved this. Oh, I love this. And right. uh, just cutting it down was, was definitely a challenge for me. But overall, I think cutting it down definitely strengthened it so that there weren't a lot of loose ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my paper was exactly 3,000 words or like really close. <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah. Really close. <laughs> so it was really close to the limit. But that was that was mm-hmm. one challenge. Uh, another is, ooh, um, Probably, like I said last week about defense, it was just mm-hmm. uh, something that was a little nerve-wracking for me and uh, trying to come up with things that they might ask me beforehand. It was helpful, but ultimately you can't know what they're going to ask. And I think a challenge that I was able to overcome was actually getting up there and realizing, oh, I, I was actually ready for this and it wasn't nearly as bad as I mm-hmm. thought it would be. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and you did extraordinarily well. If I could add just one note about the judges, I mean, these aren't just, you know, people that we, we find off the street or something like that. They're very carefully selected, and I start looking for judges well in advance. Mm-hmm. And this year, I think, was one of our best batch of, of judges. We had a senior pastor at a Lutheran church. We had the the head priest at a Catholic Church, mm-hmm. actually the one that Liberty's connected to, mm-hmm. um, and we not had, connected to from a partner standpoint. I just want right, to be clear about that. Yeah. We rent the space though right, from them. Right. Yep, the building, yep, that, yep. You know, mm-hmm. the building yep. is connected. Yeah, and we also had our own Bible teacher and theology teacher, Mr. Brent Fisher. I mean, all of the people on that panel had their MDiv. One of them had a doctorate of ministry. So these are experts in their field, mm-hmm. and they're answer asking hard questions, mm-hmm. questions that have nuance mm-hmm. and require require insight from the students and a depth of knowledge from the students. So I just wanted to add that yeah, about I'm the glad type you did. of judges mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they're facing. Mm-hmm. That's a really important detail, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. How about you, Sam? What were some of the uh, challenges that uh, you confronted while working on the thesis? Biggest challenge was pretty much motivation. I'm going to be honest, uh, at my desk at home in my room where I study, I have a post-it note right across, uh, right on the wall there that says why in all caps, literally just to remind me why I'm doing this and what the end goal of doing this is. And uh, after persevering through at the end, I realized, no, this was real, very important to me. I valued it even more now that I've done it and know what I'm what I've accomplished here. Mm-hmm. So motivation mm-hmm. was the biggest part in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so great. 
my my husband had a big Y point um, painted on his wall down in the basement. He was down in this basement bedroom, and and he showed it to me after we got married. You know where he used to sleep, and of course it was kind of a dungeony type. It was a real basement with just one of those little <laughs> egress windows in the top. And I thought, well, the reason why you put Y is because it's so dark down here. <laughs> you know? but it's funny that you say that. Why? <laughs> so anyway, I guess I guess you had something in common with him. <laughs> great minds think alike. Exactly. There we go. There we go. And he has achieved great things, as I know you will as well. <laughs> so describe for our listeners, um, both of you, what it's like getting up in front of parents, peers, and judges and having to present and defend your work. I guess I'll go first. Sure. Uh, I was actually really nervous the day before uh, and definitely lunch right before the event started because we did it right after lunch at one o'clock. Yeah. But actually, once I got in the room and um, Bella, our first student, got up to go, as soon as she started talking, there's just this like, sense of calmness that just came over me. And it was I was able to just listen through everybody else's and and hear what they were having to say. And I didn't think about mine at all and it was just at that moment I realized you know I'd done the research I'd read over my paper I'd um, done all this work and I knew my topic and there was nothing at that point that I could do anymore to better prepare myself and so I think after that I was just able to calm down and calm the anxieties um, because it is it is a high pressure event and Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's definitely difficult and it was a lot of hard work but after realizing that it was just I was able to get up and uh, do my speech and talk through it with I was still slightly nervous once I actually got up but after I started going it it was just natural and um, it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be and Mm. then there was the pinning ceremony Mm -hmm. Um, I got to go last so we got to go straight into that and that was that was really special too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and isn't there's just such a wonderful sense of accomplishment when you complete something like that definitely you know and that's what gives Students' real confidence, by the way, you know, this is something we see in our culture today is that um, students aren't really being challenged to do hard things the way they used to be. And that is what really develops true confidence in a person. You you now can tackle the next big project, which is next year, and it's going to be that much harder. And you'll tackle that, too. And that'll build your confidence again. So that's wonderful. How about you, Sam? How was it for you to get up in front of your peers, parents, and judges? See, I went the second day, Hillary yeah. went on the first day, <laughs> and I was actually scared for the people speaking on the first. I was nervous. I wasn't scared. I was nervous. Yeah. And uh, on the second day when I was presenting, uh, see, I was confident that I would be able to do good, but my body just na- is naturally nervous for some reason. It's mm-hmm. probably just how your body works, you know? Mm-hmm. I was confident in... Uh, in what I'll be able to do, and but I was still nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Understandable and completely normal. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, I hear that some pastors who speak week after week after week still get nervous every time they get up and speak. And I think it's just a really, like you say, it's a very normal human mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was on competitive speech team in college, and I, I've done a lot of public speaking, and yet still every time. Every yep. time I'm going to get up and I have some prepared remarks, there's mm-hmm. there's nervous jitters. Mm-hmm. And the, it's actually, you can you learn to turn it into energy. Mm-hmm. You learn to use it to be captivating mm-hmm. and uh, to connect with your audience. But it does take practice, mm-hmm. which is w- something that these students get to have uh, throughout their, their education at Liberty. They get a lot of practice. Yes. And so 
Um, yes. There's still nervousness, definitely. Yep. 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 That's great. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, take a look uh, with the students just about the overall development in your character, just as a person in general. You, know, you, you reflect back on having worked and presented and defended the project. Sam, we'll start with you. Uh, how have you grown, I mean, as a person and as a student after having gone through this project? I feel like I've definitely learned more about God and his the way he created this world. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. You yeah. know, there's sin, there's death, but then there's also uh, Christ and in, in salvation. Uh, I was in, I remember a quote from my presentation yesterday in English class uh, by Edmund Spencer that says, uh, where there's justice, there's, there grows eek greater grace, eek meaning also. This just points to God's grace and that he's the all just God. You know, he can't, he's, because he's just, he can't overlook any sin, mm-hmm. but then his grace is even greater than that yeah. just did in that he, so that he can send his only son to save us from that sin. Yeah. His mercy, is, his grace is greater than that justice. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sin yeah. abounds, grace abounds well all said. the more. As the mm-hmm. Well teaches. said. Yep. Yeah, that is beautiful. And what a great... What a great thing to be able to say. I feel like I came to that conclusion after going through this project. And what what beauty. That's, yeah. that's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Lily? Well, I would say I think I definitely grew a lot in my faith throughout the project, especially with my topic being salvation. I mean, both of ours were um, quite heavy on just very, very biblical, theological, theological mm-hmm. um, topics. And I think it really helped me to... Uh, grow closer with God and strengthen my relationship with him and just realizing the severity of our actions and Mm -hmm. uh, different things like that. And it really helped me um, grow in that way. I would also say it helped me grow in a person and the fact that I tend to be someone who doesn't like a lot of conflict. And so picking a side and just, um, you know, I have my opinions, but, and then defending it and having to, um, doing that has really helped me a lot and be able to, you know, this is what I believe and um, it's okay if you don't agree with me, but this is why. And I think that's really helped me a lot too. Mm-hmm. And, and even as a student, it's helped me grow a lot in my writing yeah. and speaking and um, just overall understanding, researching and everything mm-hmm. like that. That's so great. Wonderful. Yeah. Both of you. Wow. I loved, I love these answers. So this really, it's a joy it's really, to hear. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a joy to hear. Um, well, John, I, I want to make sure we get to our last question too. So don't, let's not spend too much time on this, but cause I feel like we've kind of covered it, but what, what different skill sets are you trying to build in the students with a junior thesis? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a large smattering, but I'll, you know, a few, we want them to be able to continue their research skills. Intellectual honesty though is a, mm. a really big thing. And I think owes a lot to what you just heard from our students where when you have to come and look at both sides of an issue and you have to research both sides of an issue and really think about them and take each side seriously, you can't just straw man a certain side. Mm -hmm. A straw man is, of course, a fallacy where you just invent a fake argument against Mm you. And they're not allowed to do that. They have to try to figure out what are the real the real things and they wrestle and they struggle and that builds the intellectual honesty that mm-hmm. is really really important mm-hmm. for us as human beings as we grow mm-hmm. so and of course there's other things you know their their memory their willingness to take a stand on truth 
professionalism and respect for you know, someone who you disagree with. And mm. So th- these are skills that we like to mm-hmm. see grow in our students. And those are extremely important, as you point out. Mm. The, the respect, I, as I'm listening to you speak about that very quickly, I just look at that in contrast to where we are as a culture today. People not looking at both sides of an argument in a real way and not demonstrating respect. And and yeah, how how what they've gone through really helps them with those things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And very important. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about um, the ability to support opinions uh, with logical analysis. So uh, why is this so important for students as they move on to engage our culture? We'll start with Mr. Hand on that. Yeah. I mean, what Rebecca said gets to the, the core of it pretty quick. I mean, we are in a amazing time in history in our in our nation and in the world where it is so difficult to take a stand for truth. I mean, whether you're on social media, I think social media might be the biggest place where if you don't say the right thing, you're going to get canceled. You're going to get shouted down. There's going to be an army of people who all believe differently than you who are going to yell at you and maybe call you names. It's it's a hard fact uh, that we are facing down. And so having students who have the ability to and the courage Say no, look, I've there's more to the story than what these echo chambers are saying. It's so important in order to really pursue truth and to be able to have a nation and a culture that is cohesive. Yes. We want to talk about unity, we have to be able to disagree mm-hmm. and, and respect each other's opinions in a way but still disagree and not have to say that everyone is true mm-hmm. and everything is valid. Mm-hmm. Such an important point. You know, that that's the new word that we're hearing, unity, right? Mm-hmm. And President Biden is saying that he wants to represent unity. Um, but you, as you say, that that comes with the expectation that there can be disagreement. Mm-hmm. And right now, we just don't see that in the culture. There seems to be one way that you need to view things. And if you don't think that way, then not only are you not valid, but in now we're hearing you might even be considered a homegrown terrorist. Right. So, you know, which is even more frightening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think you summed that up properly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you, Lily and Sam, do you have anything to add to that? We've got a little, we've got like a one minute left that we can talk about things like this. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, so about the truth and object, uh, truth and opinion thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this this note from my research research for apologetics. Uh, it says, "You don't bend the rational into the irrational. You bend the irrational into the rational." So, truth is objective, universal. You can't bend truth and make it fit into an opinion, right? applies to all things and if you do this then you're bending truth and yeah. that can cause very harmful consequences right. especially when uh, truth is being undermined in society at large today yes oh i'm so glad you brought that up mm-hmm. that's a great quote i might have to have you send that to me <laughs> that's great and i will do i'll just add this as well too you know when we're talking about the junior thesis and we're talking about biblical principle we know that the end game that we hope for our listeners is the gospel of Jesus Christ's salvation for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And really, humility is the antithesis to pride. And I think what happens is when the presence of the Holy Spirit is not there to show people what truth is, naturally in our own humanity, we're going to then fall back on pride wanting to win the argument as opposed to being shaped by truth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a very good point as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we have so enjoyed having the three of you on our show the last two weeks. And um, Lily and Sam, we wish you the best for the rest of your year and your senior year next year. Thank you. And Mr. Han, we are so grateful for you as our teacher, our rhetoric teacher and Bible teacher. And um, we know that we'll probably be having you back on because we do have you on every once in a while. It's my pleasure. Yes. Wonderful. And to our listeners, we want to say thank you as well. And we hope you found this uh, enjoyable. And if you want to listen to this podcast or any other podcast, you can go to ednationmn.org. That's ednationmn.org. And you can check us out on Facebook, which is at Education Nation Radio. And uh, so thankful to you again, Mark. It's always good to be with you. Thanks, Rebecca. we always enjoy doing shows together. Yes, we do. All right. Thank you to our listeners, and have a great night. See you next week. 